Hawke Bay, a Hawkecast with your field representatives from right around Australia. In this Hawkecast, we'll give you a quick wrap-up of the season at hand and things to look out for, including events coming up around you and everything related to growing healthy horticultural crops. We are passionate about the future of horticulture and crop protection, and we look forward to having you join us on Bayer Hawkecast. Welcome to Bayer Hortcast. This is episode four, and I'm really pleased to be joined by Denise Manka, who is from our biologics operations over in West Sacramento, the USA. How are you today, Denise? I'm doing very well, thank you. Great. Now, Denise, look, I'm a market development agronomist over here in Australia. I work predominantly in the Broadacre area, so we have certainly had some exposure to uh, the biologics and what they're all about, but I'm increasingly um, working more in the horticulture area, but it's really great to have you on as I know you're a, a global expert on biologics and we wanted to have a talk about that today and you know how they might fit into an Australian farming system. So really simple one uh, for you, Denise, is you know what, what actually are biologics for listeners? You know what, How would you describe a biologic? We hear that word put around quite a lot, but what is it? What's a biologic? Yeah, the way we think about biological products is they are anything derived from a natural source and particularly within within bear crop science, we think about biologicals as microbial products because that's what we focus on. Um, but biologicals could also be plant extracts or pheromones. So those it kind of covers a broad range of, of products, but we're particularly focused on microbial products. Sure. And I know, look, there's many types of beneficial bacteria present in soils naturally anyway, um, plants and soils, in fact, but obviously the group that we'll talk about a little bit more here from Bayer uh, and how that relates are, are really important in terms of you know helping with a whole range of, of um, factors to do with plant growth, plant health, in the case of some of them, the registrations against diseases, and we'll touch on that. But what does Bayer have? Like, What are the microorganisms that are actually in those? If you could describe, what is it for us? Yeah, well, we work on a couple of different types of, of microbial products within Bayer, um, particularly the products that are available in Australia are based on a bacillus strain. Uh, we work specifically on bacillus strain 713, uh, was formerly called bacillus subtilis and is now called bacillus amyloliquefaction. Uh, but this particular strain, the 713 strain, um, has a lot of really interesting properties, uh, both for disease control uh, when it's used on the surface of plants, but also in the soil when it's working together with the plants uh, on plant health and, and growth. Well, that sounds really interesting. I mean, we hear a lot about biologics. There's a lot on offer in the market. Um, you know, I certainly hear uh, them all the time, see the adverts in, you know, uh, rural media and things like that. So what is it about Bayer Biologics that are different, you know, in terms of our offer, um, you know, compared to everything else that's available on the market at the moment? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Well, you know, the biological products that we're working on are specifically very uh, highly selected strains. And in the case of, for example, the, the Serenade strain 713, um, it's a strain that we found to be really very good at a number of different things that help with um, diseases and with plant health. Um, what's interesting about microbial strains is that, um, like other kinds of, of things we can think of, the strain is very specific to what its capabilities are. Um, I usually use an example with dogs because there's a lot of different kinds of breeds of dogs that have different capabilities, and they're all the same genus species. But it's the type of dog that matters. 
And it's the same thing with microbial strains. So we could find another strain that is also with the same genus species, but it's a different strain number, and therefore it has different genetic capabilities and can't do the same kind of things. So we spend quite a bit of research and time uh, looking at strains, finding the right strains to give the best boost to the crops, um, and we realize that those strains are unique and suited for the jobs that we're using them for. Yeah, look, I saw a great picture, I think, in one of the presentations. One of our territory business managers gave at a grower day and uh, had a, that dog analogy. It had, you know, that chihuahuas and uh, huskies are both dogs. And if you were trying to pull a snow sled or, in the case of Australia, it would be something, pull something through the sand in the desert, maybe, Denise, then which one would you choose? Would you choose the huskies or the chihuahua um, pack to pull your your sled so I really like that one and I think that's something for people to really keep in mind that yes uh, they're all bacteria um, in that particular group but they're not all the same yeah that's right so Denise that's really good now we know that you know these have been selected from you know a huge library that I know Bayer Biologics has available to it and you've really picked out some of these best uh, this best sort of strain, um, you know, how are the biologics actually made and, you know, what are the products that become available from that and, you know, how do they differ in their application on different crops? Yeah, good question. So after we go through the screening process of, of years of research and looking through the 100,000 strains we have in our collection and we've selected the strain we want for our application, for example, the 713 strain, then it's a process of fermentation and for bacillus type of organisms, this is a liquid fermentation, so it's not entirely dissimilar from making beer or wine. You have your uh, fermentation uh, liquid that you're growing the organism in, and in this case, it's our 713 bacillus organism, uh, and we give it the food that it needs in order to start growing. Uh, what we put into the fermentation is actually the resting stage of this microbe, which is a spore. So the spore for a, for a microorganism, for a bacteria, is like a seed in a plant. It's a resting stage. It's just there, dormant, until it gets the right signal. So we put the seeds or the spores into the fermentation. Uh, then we add the food that it likes, which we spend a lot of time developing that process. And then as the spores start to germinate and grow into cells, vegetative cells, they also produce all kinds of biological chemistries, and these compounds are important in some of the activities that we see. Um, and in this liquid fermentation process, you know, at the end of the fermentation, then all of the food is, is used up in the fermentation, and then everything turns back into spores, and we have the biological chemistry and this mixture of things that are, are good for our product. And you can think about it like a, a wine fermentation you know, the, the process is really important to what the outcome is. I visited some very nice wineries when I was in South Australia, and, uh, and you can know that if you take even the same grapes and give them to different vintners, the process they use to make the wine will change, whether it's an amazing wine or whether it's a, you know, so-so wine. So that fermentation process really drives the quality of the product. And changing anything in that process will also change the outcome of the product. So keeping a very consistent quality of manufacturing and spending time developing that process is what leads to a high quality of a biological product. Yeah, really interesting. And, I mean, it's really important that 
listeners get a grasp on that because there are a lot of biologics on the market, but it doesn't sound like it's just about. I mean, the strain is really important, uh, as you mm-hmm. talked to before, but so is the process and what's actually in there to to uh, to keep it uh, viable and you know have a good shelf life. Yeah. Um, put out into the market, and I suppose that's an important point too. You said the resting stage in terms of how we store these. Can you just describe a little bit about? With the biologic products we have, which is Serenade Prime and Serenade Optium, we'll talk about them a little bit more in a moment. Do they need to be sort of kept refrigerated or really cool, or what's the the go with that? Given that it is a resting stage of the bacillus. Mm-hmm. So that's also dependent on both the strain, the shelf life, and the fermentation process. We're really fortunate with our seven thirteen strain that we have in the Serenade products that the spore is very stable. And the biological chemistry is quite stable as well. So after the fermentation I described, that process, we also need to stabilize it. And so we add things that will keep it stable. And we also need to formulate it. And that could involve either concentrating the liquid for the prime product or spray drying it for the Opti product. Um, These products, because of this 713 strain and our process, have very good shelf life. So we don't need to refrigerate them. Uh, We have a a multi-year shelf life on these products, so they can be stored in the regular warehouse conditions, and they don't require any kind of special handling. So that's an important aspect of this 713 strain and the process that we use. That's really good. I know talking uh, back in episode one of Bayer Hortcast, actually, with Darren Alexander, uh, he was talking there about some of the challenges, you know, during the summer or the, you know, the previous season in Australia with bushfires and just, you know, logistical mm. challenges and things. And he said that was a really important point about this storage and ability to get it out to the farms where it can make a difference that you, you know, didn't need that refrigeration process um, or special storage. Obviously, keep it, you know, out of the sh- in the shade and careful and whatnot, but you just don't need to have that massive cold room or something to keep it all in. So that was a really good little advantage as well, Denise. Yeah, and that's a little bit of a differentiation between uh, a product like Serenade, which is a a bacterial um, product, and some of the fungal products that are on the market. Um, And because the fungal products don't have that strong resting spore stage, and so a lot of those kind of products need to be refrigerated to, to keep them from degrading. So it's fortunate and, uh, you know, because of the research that we put into it, that we're able to have that good shelf life, which makes it a lot easier to handle for the growers. Yeah, really important so you can get it, um, you know, to where you need it and get it out on the, most importantly, onto the crops where it will make a difference and, you know, provide a great return on investment. Now, Denise, I suppose we should talk a little bit about the products themselves, just a a little bit, Um, you know, for, for Australian listeners, you know, what do they actually do? And I know we have Serenade, Prime, the liquid, and Serenade Opti, the powder. So we'll touch on those, but I'll just a couple of points on that. I guess with the Serenade Prime, um, which is the first one that we introduced to the market, that would be a few years ago now, um, that mm-hmm. got really interesting adoption and some really great things going on there. And our territory business managers and technical people in Australia can give more information or indeed crop.bayer.com.au. That has some really good information about all of these as well, specifically in each product. So in the case of Serenade Prime, this one here um, is obviously applied to the soil and then it colonises the roots. So could you just talk us through a little bit what actually happens when it is applied to the crops um, 
of course, where you can get more information off the website for crop applicability on that, which is pretty broad. Um, but yeah, what happens when it finds a root system? Yeah, for Serenade Prime, uh, which we formulated to be really active in the soil, um, what happens is, as we put it close to the growing roots of the plant, the roots are putting off signals, uh, and they're actually doing that to attract beneficial microbes to their uh, root area, to the rhizosphere. And uh, what happens is when the 713 um, spores in Serenade Prime detect those signals, that causes them to germinate and start growing, just like they did in the fermentation tank. And they actually move towards the roots and start colonizing the roots. And it sets up a really nice beneficial relationship between the plant and the microbe that is benefiting both of them. The serenade is uh, being provided a food source from the root exudates, and it is helping the plant to better access nutrients. It's helping the plant have a a best root system, a very healthy root system. So there's a lot of benefits to the plant that it's providing as Serenade Prime is colonizing the root system. Sure. And, I mean, you know, as as demand on land, you know, to produce more food um, from less area, um, that's really deep understanding of the complexity of those soil systems has really evolved, and I guess there's a long way to go in that as well in terms of understanding, but just what you've described there is really, really useful for growers and users of Serenade Prime to understand. I think another interesting area, um, which a lot of was developed in Australia, was really looking at how improving the whole soil system through things like uh, cover crops, through things like composting, in addition to something like Serenade Prime, builds the whole system up. So, you know, we really have a situation now where the way we're cropping, it's not the full complement of organisms that used to be in the soil. Um, There's definitely nutrient deficiencies in different areas. And having these uh, complementary systems make an even better outcome. So it's really kind of part of a whole system that's helping build the plant health through thinking about the soil health and the health of the roots. Yeah, really important systems approach to everything. It gives us those little incremental improvements and really works together. So that's an excellent summary. So Denise, in terms of crop suitability with Serenade Prime, there's a whole range of crops, but you were telling me that, you know, uh, what Bayer offers here is something that's very uh, broad in the crop types that it can be used on. Yes, it's very interesting what we found with the strain 713 that's in Serenade Prime is that it has this mechanism of action that I talked about of, of colonizing root systems of all of the different kinds of plants and crops that we've looked at. And this is quite different from some of the other strains we looked at in our collection that are specialists on certain kinds of crops, perhaps, for example, corn only. And so as a result of that, Serenade Prime is giving some really interesting results across both uh, fruits, vegetables, uh, even potatoes, and many different crops that uh, you can see on the label in Australia. Yeah, which include um, vegetable crops, berries, tree crops, uh, potatoes, sugarcane, and bananas, um, to name a few there. So there's a lot of crop suitability here. And our website, crop.bayer.com.au, has a really good section there that can give you sort of what is Serenade Prime at a glance, a crop suitability table, 
you know, lots of interesting resources, frequently asked questions, and of course, downloads for specific crops. So there's plenty of information there, including the Serenade Prime product label and safety data sheet. And a really important point with both Serenade Prime and Serenade Opti that we'll speak of in a moment is they are organically certified as well um, to Australian standards to offer that option for uh, Australian organic crop growers. I mentioned also the, the formulation aspect of these microbial products because you have to be careful with the formulation ingredients you use. They can still be used in organic farming, even because that's a microbial product that's natural, so you would think automatically it would be organic certified. But that depends on the preservatives and the things you add to it for the formulation. So we've worked to make the formulation flexible so that growers can use them in conventional or organic farming. Uh, terrific. That's really good to provide that flexibility because we know, you know, we need to grow as much food as we can under all the systems that um, are available to grow them under. So that's really good. Now let's turn to Serenade Opti. So this is an actual biofungicide. So I'll let you talk us through this one because this has specific um, fungus uh, or disease claims that it can have. So yeah, a bit about Serenade Opti and just how that uh, operates and is a little bit different to Serenade Prime, of course. Yeah, so for our Serenade Opti formulation, we've, we've really optimized that for going on the leaf surface. And in this case, we're looking for a contact activity against fungal pathogens and bacterial pathogens, so diseases uh, that are on the leaf surface. Um, and this is, you need to think about this mostly like a contact product with your other kinds of contact fungicides uh, because it's not systemic, it doesn't go inside the plant. But when it contacts, when Serenade Opti contacts the, the disease or if the disease comes in after Serenade Opti is on the plant, it's actually these, these biological compounds that were made during the fermentation process in our manufacturing that can kill those pathogens. There's a number of different of these chemistries that are made by the strain 713 when we manufacture it um, that will attack things like botrytis, like bacterial diseases. Uh, and and they're um, done in a way that it's really uh, not prone to resistance development. So we have this advantage that we have a, a fungicide, bactericide, with a different mode of action from other crop protection products on the market um, that give a good contact activity on these pathogens. So in this case, the spores are in Serenade Opti from the manufacturing, but they're not growing on the leaf surface. They don't have the right signals or the right food there. We're really relying on what we're carrying from the manufacturing, these, these compounds that are made by the strain, and they're made to protect itself, and they do that by killing these kinds of diseases on the plant surface. And certainly really interesting what you'd say there, and I've seen some really great pictures, I think, available on our website as well under one of the fact sheets, um, you know, just how this works in the leaf and, and affects the fungal um, fungal development, so that's really great. And also, you know, should be used as part of a system as well in the various crops, Denise. Yes, exactly. Because it's a, it's a contact product, um, it, it is best used in rotation with other kinds of modes of action, other kinds of fungicides or bactericides to get the best activity. And we always recommend that, that we want growers to have uh, programs where they're using different kinds of products, and that's just the best management practice. And we see the best results in terms of disease control also when we're using these products in managed programs. Yeah, managed programs, certainly the case. And look, the crop suitability here, really broad, um, really interesting. So 
the ones I'm just going to read off, you can see this on our website, as I keep saying, avocados and other tropical fruits, um, capsicums, chilies, tomatoes, grapes, uh, strawberries and mangoes. So a good range. And I know, Denise, you were over here in uh, Market River a couple of years ago, maybe, when we launched this. Um, maybe it wasn't uh-huh. quite that long ago, and it was really good for you. And there's a great little video also on the Serenade Opti page which actually goes through into um, the Serenade Opti in a little bit more detail but also um, looking at our website you know there's a whole range of actually really good videos there including one about you know how to rotate this or use this in a combination um, system with copper fungicides as well so you know certainly as we said systems approach really important Serenade Opti offering an alternative there but in terms of um, application and whatnot, is how does this fit with an IPM program? You know, is it does it sort of fit okay, and is it quite compatible with other um, you know, crop protection products um, in the crops that it might be used for? Yes, we have really nice compatibility with this particular product and this this strain. So, uh, because the spores are so stable, and also the biological chemistry is so stable. We don't have any issues with tank mixing. We can tank mix even with copper, which is a bactericide, but in the time that they're in the tank together for even up to a day or several days, it's not enough to degrade either the chemistry or the 713 spores. And so we have good compatibility, whether that's in rotation or in tank mix with fertilizers, herbicides, fungicides. We've tested hundreds of things in tank mixes, and uh, there's no concerns there. It's also nice that this is a very, uh, um, it has a very good profile. So that's for plant safety, no issues there, but also for beneficial organisms um, and other kinds of, of organisms we want to keep around. Uh, it has a very nice profile, and so it's excellent to use. I think the positioning of it really depends on what the growers are looking for. Um, if they're looking for, you know, resistance management, it needs to be rotated in. If they want to have uh, low residues of their conventional program, using it towards the end of the program when, you know, because these products do not have MRLs associated with them. Um, So there's a lot of flexibility uh, when they can be used depending on what the outcome the grower is looking for. Yeah, and certainly great information. On the website, I'm just looking at it now, there's certainly, you know, what you talked about, the safety on beneficial species. It has a whole list there and great information and data source um, for those, as well as good information on, you know, bringing this in as part of a system, given it is a Group 44 fungicide, I can see there. Um, Really important in rotating and making sure we um, manage resistance um, with everything that we ever use. So Serenade Opti looking really flexible, really compatible, nice in a system approach, Denise. And, yeah, it looks like it would be really, really useful for a range of crop diseases um, for Australian uh, fruit and veggie growers. Yes, definitely. So, Denise, look, Serenade Prime and Serenade Opti, really useful products that have come into the Australian marketplace or the global market, that it is, and really, really useful. Certainly feedback I get from growers that have used this is they're really, really pleased with it in what it can offer including you know all the benefits of disease depending on which uh, disease control depending on which product they use or in terms of that uh, soil application you know benefits in terms of better fruit quality and uh, pack out and things like that so yeah really really good but could you just give us um, before we finish off the Bayer Hawkcast today quick summary 
two different products. They both say Serenade, but we have Serenade Prime and Serenade Opti. Just give us your final comments about each one of those and where they might fit. Sure, I'd be happy to. So Serenade Prime is our liquid formulation of the 713 strain, and it's really optimized for soil use. And in this case, it's really forming a nice relationship together with the plant in the root zone as it's colonizing the actively growing roots. And it's interesting, Craig, because it's not just that we have only serenade there in the soil at that point, because what it does is it's communicating with the plant and actually it's helping the plant recruit the right kind of microbial diversity around the root system to supply all of the things that the plant needs for best nutrient uptake, for best stress tolerance, for all of the different things that help the plant with a nice, healthy root system. So that's a really nice aspect of of Serenade Prime use in the soil for the various fruits, vegetables, and trees that we talked about. Serenade Opti, on the other hand, has been optimized for foliar disease control. So it's applied, this this wettable powder is applied uh, in on the leaf surface to control diseases like botrytis, uh, fungal diseases, as well as bacterial diseases. And uh, this has been optimized so that this biological chemistry that's made during the manufacturing process, the fermentation, is directly attacking the the diseases that are on the crop surface. And uh, it's a really good tool for resistance management because it has a different mode of action. Uh, And it's also very plant-safe and and safe on beneficials. And so it's a good tool to use in an IPM system. Um, And, in fact, we recommend that our products are being used in programs and systems for the best results for the growers. Uh, Great summary there, Denise, and um, really important, as you really well put out, uh, two great formulations uh, targeted in different areas for integrated pest management and uh, all those benefits that you talked about. So um, it's really important that you check up our website, crop.bayer.com.au, and get information there. There is plenty of it, uh, as well as links to how to get in touch with a local Bayer representative in Australia. And uh, Denise, I know you give our team plenty of updates um, about this, so we've got the uh, really good knowledge coming across and vice versa I'm sure to give you feedback about what's going on over here and I just want to thank you so much for your time it's um, I know it's late afternoon there now where you are and uh, it was really good to have you on the Bayer Hawkcast to, to walk us through the Bayer Biologics offer and what that can do for Australian growers of fruit and vegetables thanks very much Denise you're most welcome it was a pleasure Thanks for listening to this Bayer Hortcast. To get more information about anything you heard on today's episode, phone 1-800-804-479 to get in touch with us or visit the web at crop.bayer.com.au. Thanks for listening.